last night I saw a flying object that couldn't have possibly been from this planet. But I can't say a word. I'm muzzled by Army Brass. For those of you who are listening in, how is Bob Muir? Yeah, this is Amy Blow. And this is the Bob Muir and the Integrated Podcast, recording actually on Greek Independence Day. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's why nobody is. showed up in my classroom today. So, so proceed accordingly. Uh, I don't know exactly know exactly how you would proceed accordingly, but basically, if you're Lord Byron, you get sepsis and die. But anyway, just uh, that... <laughs> you know what my favorite was? We used to watch uh, like um, what was the uh, oh, oh oh Jason and the Argonauts, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Class, uh, oh yeah. You know one of those. And yeah. my favorite was at one point you just see them and they're tired and they're hungry. They've been on the boat for a long time. And yeah. one of the guys looks over at land and goes, sheep. <laughs> <laughs> I had a whole different connotation when I got older. Yes. Yes. <laughs> very lonely. Very, very lonely men. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. We've just yes, lost except... all of our one Greek audience. No, the one, no, well, anyway, I live in Astoria, so this is this is a big deal. Uh, this is uh-huh. the, this is the anniversary of the liberation of Greeks from the grasp of the Ottoman Turk, uh, and which they never were particularly thrilled with to begin with. But you know, they were they were under Ottoman control for like hundreds of years after the uh, fall of the Byzantine Empire. And the Persians well, finally beat them. Uh-huh. Are you saying that nobody's business but the Turks? Yeah, nobody, nobody business but the ain't nobody's business but the Turks. <laughs> It's uh, not Constantinople. It's Istanbul, not Constantinople. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Which, by the way, you know that our area is pretty Greek heavy as well, right? I, I, we have we, we have a very large Greek Orthodox uh, community here uh, mm-hmm. near uh, Tarpon Springs of Florida. That, okay. In fact, every year they do a, a big ceremony where they dive for the cross. Okay. Yeah, I know that about that. That's a that's a that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like the sponge fishermen or something used to that, be that. That would be the day that everyone Correct. turns Greek at my middle school and nobody uh, shows up to my class. <laughs> is, uh, As opposed oh, to like a couple of weeks ago, which was that everyone turned Irish and showed up drunk. But we'll, <laughs> well, no, they don't, they don't do that in middle school. That's pretty. <laughs> they do. Now, their parents, when they day, got home. It's not every... for a special occasion. Exactly. <laughs> it's Florida. I'm sorry. That's a two. St. Patrick's Day for most of us is like when they just abuse alcohol to the dangerous degree. For Florida, it was Tuesday. But <laughs> to, be fair, to be fair, their excuse is do you want to be sober in Florida? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you got me in on that one. Speaking of, Bob, when are you moving down? Uh, I don't know. This winter has really kind of like gotten me thinking. Jesus Christ! Get your ass down here. Actually, otherwise, I, gonna die. Have you seen 2012? It just doesn't turn out well. It doesn't turn well. Well, we can we can get on to that later. But 2000. But we can. There'll be other 2000. Have we? Did we go back in time? What am I missing? 2015. What is going on here? Yeah. So, yeah. But anyway, I, I'm not saying that they were right as far as like dates were concerned. But, but the but the uh, the other the than ice, the fact that it didn't happen in 2012. Okay. Oops. Yeah, that's the, true. Uh, the ice. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it's, it was a long time ago. The Mayans were like, eh, you know, like fuck. Uh, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that, that that I think we all kind of misread that calendar. Yeah, right? it's like, <laughs> a little bit. Uh, you know, it could could be there could be a horrible moment which says, you know, they were adding in leap years here. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> or, which means it's today. <laughs> Zot. <laughs> Maybe their arm just got tired. I don't you know. know. I think it was like, yes. That's all I'm going to do. That's all I'm doing for this calendar. <laughs> that's it. I'm done. I'm finished. That's it. We're, we're, we're like, you know, 
you know what? Two thousand years is enough. Figure you get enough. Out. Well, I don't know. I, actually, I had that. I had one of those like horrible moments where I was like, actually, I went to like the Philadelphia Flower Show. We were driving back up, and I was just like, it was one of those. I think I'm launching into my midlife crisis. So forgive me, listeners, if I just jabber like this. But I was, I had a, I had a moment. I was, my sister went down to the Philadelphia Flower Show. It was very nice. Got to pick pictures of tulips and flowers and everything like that. And I was, because it was such a horrible winter, I was actually very proud. I was refrained from eating them. Uh, because green stuff, you know, kind of thing. So, um, it, and it was a, uh, the, the, they ha- always have a theme, and this year was Hollywood, and with an emphasis on Disney movies. So they actually, uh, or but they did actually have one which was based on the Nightmare Before uh, Christmas, which was right. very interesting. So, but uh, that still amazes me that that's become a Disney staple. I mean, I, I get it, but I mean, it's like when that first came out, it was I just a creepy ass film. I really, well, no, I mean, I, I like love it. it. I mean, I love Burton. I love Danny Elfman. I've loved Oingo Boingo since the early '80s. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I, everything about it was in my wheelhouse. Like when I saw it in the theater, yeah. I had every song memorized because I had got the album before the film came out. I'm just saying, I didn't ever expect to go to Disney World and hear Danny Elfman's voice <laughs> singing, "What's this?" What's this? <laughs> you know, like, that was just like, oh, well, that just screams Uncle Walt. <laughs> so, anyway, my, uh, actually, I was like, there was a driving, and I, I was just like, I was just like, I was just like, my God, I'm going to be, you know, like, I'm going to be of a certain age in a couple of years. And if I'm still doing what I'm doing right now, I'm just going to fucking kill myself. So, I, I, I think there's some changes coming down, coming down the road. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. What are you saying? Are you talking about like the uh, uh, Bruce Jenner type changes, or what? No, are we no. I just just your, your, stand, your standard stupid stupid ass <laughs> midlife crisis. Just your standard you, stupid midlife crisis change. You're going to buy a Ferrari? Nah, I don't have enough money. Uh, he's he's going to move to Florida and look over some loose women. Uh, or, or tight women, whatever. I mean, whatever. Yeah, like yeah. tight women, yeah. right? Yeah, of course. Rimshot. Are there any left in Florida? <laughs> Well, well, rim shot is only if you pay extra. And okay. second of all, yes, you don't true. want loose women. You don't want it to be like throwing a hot dog down a hallway. I mean, that's... <laughs> anyway, okay. Anyway. Well, you know, you take what opens up. You take what... Anyway, moving along here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Moving on. Anyway, so... Uh, anyway, but spring is gradually showing up in New York. Um I just just a side note here because I'm going to bitch about this for two minutes and that's no more than that because it's a solo tour. Only the New York, only the management of the New York Mets could make opening day into a PR disaster. Uh, you don't know about this, but you know they've been waiting for Matt Harvey for 16 months and then he said, okay, well they were kind of like maneuvering. Okay, we'll, we'll kind of maneuver it so that Matt Harvey does the home opener. This is what they were indicating. And then all of a sudden, they say, well, no, he's not doing that. He's doing it the next day. So the idea is that they're going to sell, like, thousands of more tickets to that next day. And it's like, only the Mets. Only the Motherfuckers. Mets. Motherfuckers. I mean, I am outraged. Own, well, no, only the owners of the Mets. And people go, well, it's a business. Say, I'm sorry, no. I mean, this is... You know, this is carny shit. This is like used car. This is the used. This is the used car dealer. This is the car dealer from Fargo. This is what this is. I don't even know what you're fucking talking about, but I, it makes me laugh. Yeah, I don't well, know what you are. You know, let, let me just just say this. Uh, th- there's another team in New York that no, is. A, I, I'm sorry. Okay, I'm just saying. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have to. I have to. I have to. I have to quote the Yankees are the enemies of my blood. My parents. My my ancestors from Brooklyn. I started root for the Yankees. My ancestors would rise from their graves, and I'd only have to bury them again. 
So you come down here and be a Rays fan. You'll be one of 12. <laughs> uh, the other hand with the Rays fan is like, what time does the game start? Well, what time can you get here? That's kind of my funny. policy when it comes to the bedroom. <laughs> so, oh, well, that's true. Yeah. I, was, I was told by somebody the other day, they were like, yes, well, the Rays have the largest TV viewing audience. I'm like, right, because nobody fucking goes to the <laughs> game. Yeah. Well, also because most of the people here are in homes and they don't have a choice as to what their TV set is turned to by the nurses. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. well, that's true. <laughs> by the way, I, I was going to say, on a, on a quick note, uh, getting to uh, pop culture just for a second, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, yeah. not only are we getting an Evil Dead TV series, but mm. in Fargo, season yeah. two, yeah. which will be taking place in the 70s, right. and in which Ronald Reagan will be a character <laughs> as the governor running for president, wait uh. for it, Bruce Campbell has just been cast as Governor Reagan. Oh, God. Oh, oh my God. God. That oh. is inspired casting, as you can imagine. I, I am just amazed. That's, a, that's, that's amazing. Oh, my God. He must be. Well, uh, anyway. I, I am so fucking psyched about TV stuff coming up. That's not, I mean, you can add that to the list of things I'm really excited about. Mm-hmm. But apparently, finally, after what? 15 years of talking about it, there's actually going to be a preacher television show. Whoa! Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, they, they've started okay. casting. They've cast everyone except for... Except well, for Preacher. Everyone, but the main characters except for Preacher. And it looks like the top of the list is Dominic Cooper, uh, a.k.a. the younger Howard Stark, not the yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Mad Men Howard Stark. Well, they cast uh, Joseph uh, Gilgan, is, I think is how you pronounce his last name, from Witch Hunter. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Um, well, a lot I mean, of unknowns. Yeah. Uh, well, relatively unknowns. Actually, well, the one that you will know is you, you watch Agents of Shield. No, you don't watch Agents of Shield, do you? I do. Okay. Well, then you remember Rena, the girl that got uh, mutated. Yeah. Into like the porcupine chick. Mm-hmm. She she's playing uh, one of the main characters also. Yes, I'm very excited about that. Hopefully, the, it's on the AMC, so I'm assuming I'm not going to see her naked. Well, but tell but. tell tell Bob who's uh, who's who's writing and directing it. Uh, I believe it would be, if I'm right, I'm Seth Rogen. Yeah, Seth Rogen, <laughs> Evan Goldberg. Okay, yeah. now honestly, you know, if they stick to the comics, you know, it'll be fine. I mean, Seth's problem was when he took Green Hornet, he decided like, oh, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm gonna play absolutely no attention to the uh, to the, the source material well, they, 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 because they, nobody they, knows who the source material is, what the source material is about, which he discovered was not true. Uh, and I gotta say, he mess he messes with preacher. People will shoot him. No, they're not gonna mess. For everything I've read, is they're not gonna mess with it. But here's the problem: is that that one. I, I mean, it, it, everyone was at fault on that. But they were putting enough money into it that they tried to play it safe. Mm-hmm. And that, really, for a Michelle Gondry film, which was an inspired choice to direct it, but yet there was nothing about it that was really that wacky, you know, mm-hmm. or gave you know the touches of Michelle Gondry that you expect from the guy who did it. Uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Mm-hmm. Right. So instead, you got a film that was kind of a little more out there, but really didn't push the envelope, and then mm-hmm. it just kind of became, it was just kind of really bad. Post. Yeah, just, I mean, it but was, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't it, horrible, it, it just wasn't good. It, just, it, just it was, was just, like, it was yeah. like bleh. I mean, and, and honestly, yeah. and Seth Rogen should, I mean, I'm sorry, Seth Rogen should not have played the Green Hornet. I'm sorry, a hundred, not in a hundred years should Seth Rogen Oh, no, Green no. Hornet. And if they were going to do that, then they either needed to make that, you know, part of the joke and really go over the top, or get someone that's more appropriate. In fact, at one point, I think Clooney was mm-hmm. going to play uh, the Green Hornet with yeah. uh, the guy from Kung Fu Hustle. 
Yeah, as, I mean, uh, Kato. as Kato. I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, because Kato is actually in Asia. Kato's a big deal. I mean, Kato mm-hmm. was played by Bruce Lee, so Kato is like, you know. Well, the TV series over there was basically the Kato show. Kato <laughs> and you know, Kato and this, Kato and this ox. Why? Kato why is, and the cracker. Why? 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 You know, why is Kato driving this honky around? I mean, it's yeah. basically yeah. what's going on. I, I would watch that show. Kato and the Kato, Kato and, and the cracker. Kato and the honky. man. Yes, that would be good. Anyway, so uh, have you seen? By, the- by the way, I also saw something of another television show, which I thought was a joke when mm-hmm. I saw it. I was like, "Oh, this is they're just trying to April Fools me," and then I realized yeah. it wasn't April first yet. Um, my wife is extremely excited, but I have, I have just had this one question to ask. How the hell can Fox not bring back Firefly and yet get six more episodes of X-Files? Somebody explain that shit. <laughs> you want me to explain it to you? Sure. Yes, please uh, explain. X-Files was on for nine years, has a huge cult following, has been making a comeback on the podcast circuit, and um, Jillian Anderson and uh, David Duchovny are the, easier the to wrangle back for six episodes. <laughs> Actually, not really. In fact, part of the problem is, is that Jillian Anderson's got a series on the BBC. She's now become a regular on Hannibal. Yeah. It's a matter of getting. It's a matter of the time of getting her okay. on this, as well as Duchovny, who's got another series coming out this summer where it oh. uh, takes place in well, the sixties. Well, that's good. Yeah. I, I mean, that's good. Actually, it's like I don't like seeing guys who do long, long series end up, you know, not having anything else after that because they just get typecast. Right. No, I don't even mean it like that. I just meant that yeah. the cast of Firefly is so big, and John oh. Sweden's time is so taken up, where <laughs> Chris Carter's got nothing better to do. Yeah, there, there is that. <laughs> I mean, to get those two. Yeah, that's true. Chris Carter has absolutely <laughs> nothing to do. Chris Carter. <laughs> anyway, Even his series um, he did for Amazon didn't get picked up. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, uh, but it's not like Joss Whedon's doing the Avengers films for uh, for Infinity War. I think it was. Yeah, but I so think that, that it's the Russo brothers are doing it. But yeah. I think part of the thing is is that he's just spent the last you know five to what eight years doing. You know all of Marvel shit. So mm-hmm. I think what he wants to do is to do some smaller original things than right. going back and recycling. Right. Firefly, stuff. what the fuck? <laughs> Come on, Firefly, hear us. <laughs> hey man, you, I like okay. The show. All, I love- all, all eight of you who listen to this, get out there on the web and start <laughs> yeah. poking the fly. Yeah, but, well, also, isn't uh, Nathan Fillion still doing Castle? <laughs> well, yeah, there's that. Yeah. Okay. So- <laughs> Um, anyway, I think we've answered your question. I think we've answered the question. By the way, I was going to talk about The Flash. Have you been watching that? Oh, uh, uh, yeah. I'm caught up with all of it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so uh, And uh, next week is Mark Hamill. Yep. Yeah, next week is Mark Hamill. I have not seen this week's episode yet because I always wait until it's on Hulu because I can watch you, it anytime. You know what? You know what's worrying me? Yeah. This is going to sound really superficial. Okay. But uh, they made such a big deal out of the fact that Mark Hamill was like, Oh, they made me grow a beard, and I had to get in shape for Star Wars. And yeah. so when I saw him in uh, Kingsman, which is excellent, by the way, yeah, right. uh, I was like, okay, well, uh, maybe this was before he was doing Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> and, now, and now he did The Trickster, which is shot after Star Wars, and he's beardless. And, I mean, he looks better than he has, but I was like, eh, well, it's not yeah, like it. Not like it's great. But <laughs> there was any, no grand transformation. Yeah. I was <laughs> yeah, I was getting in shape. It says, well, basically, so you went down from a double XL to an XL one. I mean, you know, this is uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I started like, doing uh, exercises. I open the door. I close the door. I stand up. I sit down. I stand up. I sit down. I'm like, I don't know what they're serving in the craft <laughs> services on Tatooine, but <laughs> But maybe maybe the second helping is not a good idea. You know, it's, Second, more like fourth. Let's see. <laughs> hey, Leah, are you done with that? Han, Han, Han you're going to eat all that, Han? Huh? Chewy, Chewy. I mean, you, you, you're, you're an animal. You're just eating grass. Come on, give me that. Okay. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Let me have a little more carbs in my carbs. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, Jawa meat. Hey, by the way, Jawa meat is very fatty. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so I have not seen the most the like last Tuesday's this Tuesday's episode where you know I'm 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 sure. Oh, okay. The week, so the, you haven't seen. Well, I'm I'm sure said. what happens is basically because he he is you know spoiler alert at the end of last last week's episode had you know run back in time. You know, right, right, but but, but some before of the he stuff went back to, in time, tell yeah. me that was not one of the best episodes you'd seen. Like just everything, it was like I, it was a whirlwind for me because I was it like, was, holy shit, holy they're just shit. doing every, oh, that's everything it. in the kitchen sink. Everything, <laughs> no, there was everything in the kitchen sink, including okay, yeah, he is Professor Zoom. Okay, but, fine, but, you know. But but the minute that the minute that I saw him start to go back, like you know, like when they kept saying like I see the little echo of me, I was yeah. like, oh, uh, really? I see what's happening. That way they can get away with doing like the most. Heinous shit, and then be like, "Oh, well, guess well, what? Never mind. You know, cause, you know, like he, you know, he can make out with Iris, and and the other guy could get killed, and that's not going right. to either. No, none of that's going to. I can, I can prom. I bet nothing like that's going to happen. All of that will be having not happened. Another it, it bit. does, it does, and it doesn't. I mean, they okay. can do address that, I'm and still, I'm not going to get may anything I, away. May I actually just add a a small stupid fanboy pout? Sure. Grod, where the hell is Grod? <laughs> uh, he'll be. He's coming. Don't worry. Don't worry. Grod's getting there. Which, by the way, I was going to say that the thing that I liked about uh, what they did was even if the people on the show, other than the Flash, don't know what that possible outcome was, mm-hmm. the fact that we as fans now know Iris does like him. You know, like there is that, and also that you know what is the ultimate. Goal of, um, of Reverse uh, Flash. Yes, yes. So, that 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 kind of stuff I thought was pretty. Oh no, it, it's, interesting. it's a nice. It's a nice. And, and, uh, you know, I mean, I mean, honestly, I kind of like love. You know, I love I love paradoxes and time travel and weird. You know, the, things like that and do this and do that and everything like that. So I'm just going to be pissed off if uh, they don't bring back um, Powers Booth as the voice of God. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I just, I've been waiting. I've been waiting. Okay, now, I've been waiting. I've been waiting sixteen episodes now. For God's sakes, give me Grodd, you bastards! You know what's so funny is like how 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 little or how thin our patience as a culture has become. Because <laughs> think about everything that they have unleashed in the Flash in the first season. Yes. Like, I mean, they've got the suit. They've got the Reverse Flash. They've got fucking Grodd going around. They've got the Trickster coming back, both yeah. old and new. Yeah. You they know, like Captain Ca- Cold. They, you know, yeah. Like, they don't have Captain Boomerang, which is probably just as well. Because well, no, you know why they don't have Captain Boomerang? Because it's on Suicide Squad and well, no, well, well Suicide. Yeah. That's right. And then also because Captain Boomerang is uh, well, they did use him uh, or a variation on him in uh, Arrow. Uh, Arrow. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, but because the movie's coming out, that's why you know what you heard uh, Harley Quinn's uh, voice mm. briefly in uh, Arrow a couple of seasons ago or a okay. season ago. But that will never be mentioned again. Okay. Yes. <laughs> anyway, so that's so. Anyway, so that's anything. As far, I don't really see any movies coming out right at the moment. Anything just like, that's all television right now. Let's see. Um, I think. Uh, uh, isn't I oh, mean, well? The, uh, you also, know, Fur- Furious Seven. That's true. Fury Seven is coming out. Also, I was reading that there's going to be like a big, uh, there's going to be a, sort of a contraction in the number of titles at Marvel. They're going to like, in addition to, uh, in addition to the Fantastic Four, there's some others that are going down too. I mean, Thor actually may be one of them, as a, if my understanding is correct. What do you mean? What do you mean going down? And what they're, they're just going to stop publishing them? They're just going to leave oh, them as yeah. an Avenger. Yeah. Well, I think probably, and a lot of that's going to be uh, comics. Tangible comics are going to become a niche market. I mean, you can now just, it's so accessible online, 
and like well, they're, a, a smart going, device. They're, they're a niche market now. I mean, outside of mm-hmm. outside of the major thoroughfares, you know, comic book stores just don't exist. There's yeah. there's one close to me called Pikes, which is actually not bad, but I actually think they make more money off of board games. Yeah, uh, yeah. Actually, right now, right, and they're, so they're, they're going to be. Yeah, actually, they're going to have secret wars, and there's like they're going to like they're going to wipe out a bunch of things. At the end well, of their money, course. their money's coming right now from from film and television. Right. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. well, what's the point? Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> I mean, that sounds horrible, but I mean, it's, it is what it is, you know. And, yeah. I, and I, mm-hmm. it's like, uh, you know, people yeah. are going to be bitching yeah. mm-hmm. and moaning, and they're going to fight it tooth and nail. I mean, a small contingency, but it's yeah. you know, yeah. why 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 keep the market open for a small handful? Yeah, it's I mean, like when someone tells you it's show business. The business part is the yeah, the business part of it. I mean, but it's a popular culture. It's a popular entertainment form. So if it's not going to sell, you know, and it was interesting because I was looking at back in the '60s, they were selling um, like uh, Batman, like in the like 1962-63, was selling like something like you know 750,000 copies a month. You know, right? It was like, and yeah. you know, that's like, my God. I mean, you know, I mean, granted, it was ten cents but, a pop. But you also, right? But you also just you're you're you were limited to the forms of entertainment that were available. Yes, that's true. So as opposed to now, when basically I'm sitting here looking at you know, like, well, you know, like because because I'm going to like pop Hulu on and I'd watch The Flash and then you know maybe do an Arrow episode or something like that and and then you know like complain about the fact that I'm not being catered to enough. <laughs> So exactly, yeah, yeah. Well, Damn right. Yep. Someone wants someone wants their grod. Anyone? Somebody wants that grod? I want my grod. I want my grod now. And <laughs> how about the blue? It. How about the blue beetle? You bastard! You you, you, you toyed with cord showing up, but no, you cowards. Yeah. Anyway, you know well, what? <laughs> fuck you. I'm still waiting for Galactus. Yes, that's true. We were, we're both actually, of us. Actually, you know what? From the spoilers I read, uh, I they, that will at least be mentioned in the new Fantastic Four. Okay. It'll be mentioned. So, I mean, well, that's with, good. They mentioned it in the last Fantastic, Fantastic Four. Well, too. no, I and then we have that, the smoke cloud. Yeah, I, I get it. Which I still hate. <laughs> just, it, it, and you know what? Honestly, that was the very last. Are, are, are the very least of my complaints with any of those movies. Yes, I know, but still. <laughs> that should tell you something. About but it would have made me feel better. better. Not anyway, really. Not, so well, maybe made you feel better, but for me, would have made I'm me like, feel better. I'm saying that I would rather them not have wasted their energy on any of that, and let's wait till we do it right. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I don't need the guy who directed Barbershop bringing all the hijinks to Fantastic Four. Uh, so, <laughs> oh, that's a good point. A barbershop now. Yeah. So, shall uh-huh. we move on, then? Yes. Yeah. To, uh, there's a couple of things, and you call yourself a scientist. Uh, moment. You call yourself a scientist. Uh, in case you're wondering, uh, yes, the Swiss are, the, yes, they are trying to destroy our world. Uh, and Geneva, Switzerland, the, the LHC Atom Smasher at the CERN Center, <laughs> Is going to fire up to its highest energy letters in a energy level in a bid to detect or even create miniature black holes, hmm. which would have if if they are correct. What does that mean? Well, if they are correct, they're going to attempt to like smash particles together, small stuff, so that it, they pass within their Schwarzschild radius, which is like you know, the thing where gravity takes over and light can't escape and they would be able to measure the energy of these things, and then if the energy is what they think it is, it will be the proof that there are parallel universes. Now, I've we've all seen this movie, and yeah, it end well. something shows up 
out of the yeah. middle of that. <laughs> I, mean, I think that you a, all uh, know. We when, uh, all know the explosion happens right at that moment, and then you know, like you know, like whatever you know shows up at the. Well, I, that's when uh, basically we have the. Uh, 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 oh, who am I thinking of? H.P. Lovecraft. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Lovecraft. The, the, the elders are going yeah, to come the, to yeah, us. Yeah, love, you know, super June bugs that come and in and kick you know, Cthulhu. Like Lord Cthulhu <laughs> will emerge, you know, along with the uh, along with Narlotep, the crawling. Howard the Duck comes through, <laughs> which would be. Even I like worse. that. That's where you go. I'm, I'm worried about Cthulhu. You're worried about <laughs> Howard, Howard the, the Duck. Actually, I would worry more about Howard. <laughs> the duck than Cthulhu. Cthulhu uh, I'm not worried about Howard the Duck as long as we get the uh, duck with the uh, uh, the duck tits with yeah. the little uh, pink. Uh, yeah, where is the duck tits? That would be great porn, it? wouldn't it? Great duck tits. Yeah, yeah. We've all seen it. Thank God. The duck tits I ordered. Show me duck tits. <laughs> but we've all, we've all seen you know, this movie. You just sounded like the worst answer ever given on Family Feud. <laughs> Show me duck tits. <laughs> no one in America. Two. <laughs> two. <laughs> yeah, two points. <laughs> That's like, wow, there's someone just as dumb as you. Damn right. Yeah. <laughs> so they're gonna like they're gonna do this, and there's there is of course several people that are like you know like panicking because that there is the. You know that this will recreate the uh, recreate the conditions that existed at the Big Bang, which would mean like, well, there's another Big Bang, which is very should be very very distressing for us very quickly. Um, you sound like that, Ghostbusters. Yes. That would be bad. That would be bad. You know, it'd be basically imagine all your molecules flying it flying away from yourself <laughs> at the speed of light. Well, that's kind of like the Big Bang, so that would be bad. <laughs> Meantime. Yeah, well. Meantime, I don't care. Uh, the world's going to end in twenty years. Yeah, or actually, yeah. it ended in two thousand twelve. They just didn't tell us. Uh, which God, is... <laughs> that explains so much. <laughs> anyway, uh, the other thing is, I mean, I don't know if you've been following the the Mars project, the Mars One project. Oh yeah, they've been talking about that. They've gotten their, um, they, they've gotten down to like about a thousand, something I forget, like the last hundred or so contestants. And, however, MIT has basically issued a report saying that the first one of the – looking at the plans that they have for the Mars project and, and the plans they have for the, um, for, for, you know, for the colony and such, the MIT cheerfully announced that the first, the first colonist will die in 68 days. Oh, uh, huh. <laughs> well, well that... sign me up. <laughs> yeah. So, if obviously – I only th- have 68 days to live, I'd be like – Send me to Mars. Yeah. Let's so, go. so um, however, there's something. Basically, there's a little. It's 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 a little bit complex. But basically, on the other hand, it's just basically it's so complex. The idea of actually putting together a colony on Mars and having it sustainable. Uh, there's so many things that have to actually work perfectly that we don't even really know the technology and how to do it yet. So MIT is. So at least MIT wasn't promoting that the idea would be it would be like the Donner Party where the last one is like eating the rest of them. <laughs> do you know uh, what though? That that. That statement you just made, that is that the same excuse great. I use when I explain uh, uh, when I explain to a girl that the female orgasm is a myth. <laughs> the technology isn't there. We don't understand. It's just not possible. <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. That's okay. Well, the idea is like, the, by the I, and MIT was like, and by the, by the time, so it was like, 
they're going to be trying to grow their own food, but what's going to happen is like the, the the plants are going to take like a lot of going to need like a lot of water and other things like that, nitrogen and all the other stuff that humans need. Well, they're growing their cabbages here on Mars. So unless they unless they kind of figure out somehow some way to also balance the gases, because if the plants start to grow, they're going to throw a lot of oxygen. Now, oxygen is good, but too much oxygen is not good. So and there's no way to like vent the oxygen out without venting everything else out. So this is why MIT figures the first colonists will suffocate to death after 68 days, followed by the rest of them in pretty grim order, pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Needless to say, this is kind of something of a wet blanket over the hundred people who are going. Wait, what? 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 Wait, no. You know. So it, it, we'll see. Not only that, also one of the guys who's like another one was another another article floating around out there is that. One of the guys who signed up just for a lark says, this is a scam. These people don't know what the hell they're doing. And he's apparently from NASA. So he's like, these people don't know what they're doing. And I, I'm, wow. I'm thinking, you know, so I'm thinking this, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I mean, they, they were talking about they've pushed back the project, the launch date to uh, 2025. So, uh, you know. <laughs> so what you're saying is we got some time. There's a little time there. But I, I think the thing with with the the way they're doing this, and I'm I'm not quite sure how they're set, supposed to do this up, but certainly, um, you know, certainly a, a viable moon colony would be the first line of attack, first course if you could actually set up a colony on the moon that's actually at least relatively self-sustaining. You would think you could get there at least a little quicker. You could do it a little quicker. I mean, the the thing they one of the things MIT points out is that the uh, the space station. All the needs constant supply of spare parts, and which is so that usually they're only like two a day. You know, it's usually at most they're two days away from getting spare parts if they need it. Mars, you know, something breaks, you're kind of on your damn own. <laughs> yeah, we'll yeah, see in yeah. a year, <laughs> maybe more than that. Actually, every time that you're saying this, I'm just thinking. So you're saying there's a chance? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So. Though through the tanking oxygen of Earth is a possibility, it still leaves the problem of air leakage, which would make the habitat pot uninhabitable in about a year and a half. Yeah, I hate leakage. <laughs> I mean, the thing mm. is, the thing is, I mean, if you're going to do this, and I, maybe I was, maybe I'm just like spitball on this one, but obviously the thing would be is you know get robot technology up and running and get them to build a goddamn thing and have it running for like maybe ten years before you send the people. Uh, <laughs> you know, have all exactly. the problem have all the problems happen to robots who are not going to die when like a you know gee we didn't thought about that <laughs> well that's not going to make the robots very happy with us and I've seen that movie and that didn't turn out well either <laughs> yes well then but but here's an idea let's not give the robots the ability to have feelings so it doesn't well, matter if they're so happy they or sad it doesn't matter no no, no, no. Oh, you, yeah we, we'll program in the robot code. We forgot to program in the robot code. We're in trouble. And Nobody yeah, ever yeah. plans for the Terminator. It just happens. <laughs> All right. So anyway, that's the, that's that's and you call yourself a scientist moment. So you people who are expecting to go to Mars in like ten years, best of luck and just whatever they whatever you do, don't let them name the ship the Donner Party. Okay. Uh, By the way, I just taught that today, so you know. Okay. There's there's nothing like things that aren't in the textbooks. I'm like, hey, kids, you want to learn about cannibalism? <laughs> I'd be like, I, not really. I'm the, the favorite teacher. <laughs> I'd be like, no, I'm good. I don't want to know about it. Here's what happens when you're dumb. 
<laughs> and you don't listen to I'm somebody like, say that please. trail is going to you're, you're going to get stuck up there in the middle of that trail in the middle of winter. There's no way. In oh, it's a shortcut, damn it! It's a shortcut, damn it! Yes, <laughs> you're going to end up eating your sister, not in a way that you think. <laughs> oh wow, that's so. Well, it depends. Are we in Alabama? <laughs> that's a song I don't want to write. Right, no, I don't write, write that one either. Anyway, the song. So, Certainly does not remain the same. <laughs> anyway, so but, oh, anyway, hey, so Anna, 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 I've got it. Well, I've got nope. something on a nerd note for you okay. guys. I just right. saw that that just got uh, released. Um, have you guys read the book Ready Player One? Mm, no, 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 I have not. Okay, the uh, the book has been this huge, and in fact, I've got a copy of it, and I've been meaning to read it. But apparently, everyone has been. Uh, big name directors have been fighting over who's going to direct this, like it's the next big thing. Okay. Um, and Spielberg said he's going to direct it after he directs uh, the BFG. Um, okay. The Big Friendly Giant by Roald Dahl. But the book, though, this is why I think you'll like it. Here's the plot synopsis. In the year 2044, reality is an ugly place. The only time, uh, the only time teenage Wade Watts really feels alive is when he's jacked into the virtual utopia known as the Oasis. Mm-hmm. Wade's devoted his life to studying the puzzles hidden within this world's digital confines, puzzles that are based on their creator's obsession with the pop culture of decades past, and that promise uh, massive power and fortune to whoever can unlock them. But when Wade stumbles upon the first clue, he finds himself beset by players willing to kill to take the ultimate prize. The race is on, and if Wade is going to survive, he'll have to win and confront the real world he's always so desperate to escape. Uh, so essentially, like, it combines the Matrix with, like, uh, you know, Actually, the pop culture references of, like, um... Sounds uh, like Wally a podcast, Yes, I say... It's, a it's, little bit. I sound... I mean, this... this, this Not race. Wally, by the way. You'll never survive, about, uh, Bob. <laughs> what was the name of the one where the... Uh, what was the video game cartoon from uh, Walt Disney? Um... Oh, uh... Wreck-It uh, yeah, Ralph. Thanks. Wreck-It Ralph. Like, right. it's got it's got those types of references. Yeah, I, this 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 is... Yeah, this is something I... this I remember this is sort of like somebody mentioned this. This seems to be... Uh, spittering around like the edges of my consciousness about this thing. But anyway, okay. Well, and real quick, real quick, and this is for you, uh, Enemy Below. Yes. Um, so... Uh, some of the examples of the references used in the book are Firefly, oh, War like Games, oh. oh. video games like Joust, Galaga, and Pac-Man, and then <laughs> of like the Goonies, and hundreds more. Bastards. Okay. They yes. know how to get Sorry. to... They, don't, they, don't, <laughs> they know where you live. <laughs> yes, I live in Joust. <laughs> <laughs> Dorkville, USA. Oh God, I could never do. Joust was always like that's the one with the birds, right? Yes, it was. Oh yeah, the... yeah. It's like you were riding a big fucking ostrich. Yeah. It, it, it's one of those games where I play it with my son. And he just looks at me and goes, "This is hard. I don't like it." <laughs> but damn it! Back in our day, we didn't have easy settings. You had to deal with what it was. <laughs> you had to deal with Goopa. <laughs> anyway, so uh, moving on to. Bring out your dad. Bring out your dad. Dead job. Anybody? Anybody got anything? Um. Uh, let's see who died. <laughs> let's see real quick. Well, now, now that you say it, hold on. Now I feel bad. Oh yeah, I missed the podcast where we talked about. <laughs> Mr. Yes. Yeah. Let it let it you want to? You want to say anything? Go right. Go right ahead. We're we're, we're easy. Uh, uh, I think we've got. He was better than Zach Quinto. I got. (laughs) Is that saying? What is that telling me? (laughs) I got. I don't know. No, I. Uh, Yeah. 
It was a yeah, sad was, day. Well, you know what the, the worst part is? is I found he, out that he died at school. Mm. And then I, I told my students, and they all looked at me like I was, like, who the fuck is that guy? Oh. And yeah. I just well, I wanted to cry. There were about four I geeks. Thought, I thought you were just saying that, that, that Leonard Nimoy died at a school. I didn't understand. No, 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 no. I work at a school. Yes, yes, I understand now. By the way, I'm looking down to see who's uh, died. Uh, some German opera singers have died. Yeah, the, the plane crash. Ooh, Jeff Hennessy died. He was an American trampoline coach. Good. Uh, let's see who else <laughs> died. Uh, Ted Lester, 92, an English cricket player from Yorkshire. <laughs> yes, I remember back in 1742 when I did a. I got the century for Lester. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to see if there's any names here that, that, that are ringing a bell immediately. Well, actually, if I see something, we did actually. Ahead. I did actually post this on the on the uh, on the Facebook page. Is uh, Gregor Walcott, reluctant star of Plan Nine from Outer Space, there, uh, yes. died at 87. I do remember you putting that. Yeah, yeah. So he was. Uh, I took a look. He actually did a lot of stuff. I mean, he was like, you know, something like his credits are like about 114 credits altogether. And uh, he did one of my. He, he was in one of my favorite movies mm. to uh, co-star a orangutan. Oh, uh, any which way you but loose, or any which way you can. No, every which every which way. But no, every which, every way, which but, way but loose. loose. Yeah, he was yeah. apparently a a a good. Um, yeah, he was a, he was a friend of. As he he worked with at uh, Eastwood a lot. There were several he had several several times when he did with with Eastwood. Oddly enough, he was actually speaking of which what we were talking about. He was actually in Donner Pass: The Road to Survival. <laughs> so. He, well, that sounds like the worst video game ever. <laughs> this is really hard. Yeah, this really. is really hard. Whatever, whatever happened to the games like Leisure Suit Larry? Yes. I, <laughs> I want the Lego version, damn it. <laughs> but he was like, yeah, he did a lot of, he did a lot. I mean, he did a lot. I mean, how he got hooked into Plan 9, he must have been like, he must have owed somebody a favor. That's the only yeah. thing I can think yeah, of. Or but someone he, had... Uh, Someone had photographed. Well, I mean, he did like about let's see, one, two, three, four. I get my heroin from Ed Wood. Six, seven, eight, nine, nine things in '59. I think what happened is, is basically a friend of him said we're going to do a movie with Bela Lugosi. He says, but Bela Lugosi's dead. Hey, by, by, by the, yeah, I know. <laughs> by, by the way, I've got I've got some other news here for you. I think okay. you'd like first of all, uh, speaking of Furious Seven. Mm-hmm. Um, Vin Diesel gave a interview where he said, without a doubt, Furious 7 will win Best Picture this year. <laughs> okay. And he, was not, and he was not being silly. All right. That's, that's well, the best. Oh, but, but more importantly, you know who they're looking to sign to play the villain in Star Trek 3? Vin Diesel? <laughs> no. Uh, no, no. Uh, Idris the Elba. The Rock? Who? Uh, Idris Elba. The guy who plays... Uh, 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 Luther on the BBC series, but you know him as uh, oh Himdale and uh, or Heimdale or whatever you say in uh, Thor. Also, he was in Pacific Rim as like the Colonel, the the, the uh, black dude. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Prometheus is the captain. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Well, who, wait, who would he be playing? Are they are they actually coming? I don't up know as yet. It, new? Says, it says all right. Details of Elvis' role are being kept under wraps. Early rumors suggest that Klingons would be the main villains in this movie, as they have not had a full presence in previous installments. But sources would not confirm if that was the case. So probably that's he'll true. Play and, some and they look fucking awesome. Klingon. Yes, yes, uh, and they look good. Yeah, so. I just hope they bring Michael Dorn back. As long as they don't have Christopher Lloyd as a Klingon, I think we're good. 
Oh, and even better, you remember yeah. who played Christopher Lloyd's uh, right-hand man? Uh, I don't remember that. John Larroquette. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. So, uh, you're going to give Wait. up the... So, Captain, you're going to... You're going to give I'm up the... I'm telling you, Kurt! You're going to give up... going to die! You're going to give up the Genesis product? Nope. I will tell you this. I, I, do, I do get really upset Where every time I go Genesis? to Netflix and... Hmm? Every time I go to Netflix and Night Court isn't on there, I get really mad. I yeah. want Night Court to be on Netflix. Can somebody make that happen? Okay. I can, Again, I can tell you this much. Our six listeners, Fielding, get on it. <laughs> by the way, yes, yeah, right. By the way, John Larroquette as Dan Fielding from Night Court, my favorite part of that was when he explained to someone that on his business card, he actually has printed the length of his tongue. Yes. I figured if I ever got a business card, I was going to do the same thing. <laughs> that is one of the most brilliant moments ever. <laughs> it's right up there with a WKRP Cincinnati where the guy says, I swear, as God as I witness, I thought turkeys could fly. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. <laughs> Actually, uh,. You know what? I, I was wondering. Um, mm-hmm. You know when you hear uh, when you watch WKRP the uh, theme song. Yep. What the fuck are they singing? Or who's he singing to? I, I don't know. <laughs> I think it's just I, some like some fucking uh, crazy guy walking down the street. Of baby, did you ever wonder? I think I'm getting to that fucking age and that kind of level of just depression where I'm just talking to myself, going, "Did you ever happen wonder what happened to me?" <laughs> <laughs> I look at my mirror and I say, what happened to you? And the mirror goes back, dude, this is all on you. I'm not answering that question. <laughs> Which is, gives me some idea of my problems because I've got mirrors talking to me. Anyways. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I've been meaning Wait, to talk to you about that. When is opening day, April 5th? April, April uh, yeah, I believe so. Opening day okay. is pretty soon. I mean, they're they're getting there. Okay. By the way, you know that they uh, released the first image of uh, Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor. Oh, wow, that looked really awkward. Um, yeah, I'm looking at it. It didn't bother me. I mean, it, it, you know, I mean, it, you'll get used to it. It's just it's him with a bald head. But, I mean, like, fucking anyone with a bald head that you've never seen with a bald head looks like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's like the kid that was playing Luther on Smallville. I, when I saw him, now when I see him with hair, I'm like, what the fuck? Uh, so is this for is this for the uh, Superman versus Batman, the Robin custody case, or is this... Um... No, it's the other Superman, Batman movie. That's <laughs> That one is still that one's still locked up in the docket with uh, <laughs> me, Brilliant. Batman okay. v Superman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, that's just a Superman v Batman. I was just like, just I was like, <laughs> the worst hearing, isn't it? <laughs> Something. Who gets alimony? <laughs> who gets I alimony? must. I'm an alien. We have a billionaire and an alien. So who gets you know? Who gets, <laughs> Which one's more of a flight risk? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would be Superman, that wouldn't would be it? Superman. He's the, he's the flight risk, anyways. <laughs> there you go. I'll, I'll tell you what. I, just because I want to get your reaction. So while okay. we're here on the, uh, I will. I'm going to uh, text this to you, so you can uh, so you can take a look at it while we are. Uh, actually, I will do it on our. Uh, what's the easiest one to get to you? Facebook or your text, your phone text. Either, either one works for me. I, I, I'm. All right. I'll, I'll I'll put it here just so we can. Uh, uh, we can hear your reaction to this. Mm-hmm. Ein Moment, bitte. All right, here you go. Ein Moment. Da, da, da. We, we could put the leak girl sound in here. Da, 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 da. All right, there you go. I sent it to the uh, to our Facebook <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yeah. I think a, the you know, weirdest... You know, what it, you know what it looks like? 
it looks like Jesse Eisenberg with his head shaved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yep. I, mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't think it looks bad, honestly. The more I'm looking, I mean, yeah. it looks like yeah. fucking Mike Luthor. Like, what is I think the weirdest part about it is his, his actual forehead is so much bigger than the rest of his face. <laughs> yes. But isn't that the whole idea with that's Lex a, is that he's supposed to be like the big brain? Yeah, I mean, but there's a big brain, I and then there's, so. there's a big brain, and this guy kind of <laughs> like, this guy reminds me a little bit of that guy from the last half of the left. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. You're thinking of The Hills Have Eyes. The Hills Have Eyes, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. There's a little little bit of that. He wasn't playing... He didn't play a smart person. Uh, so, <laughs> so, anyway. Very angry. Very angry man. Anyway. I would not trust him with a billion-dollar corporation. No, 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 no. Well, that's why he's supposed to be a uh, like some sort of... Uh, online gazillionaire although it does make sense by having him in that so when he does build the suit mm-hmm. i mean like if he was a, I don't know what i expect lex Luthor to look like you know what i mean like yeah. i don't really have an expectation because even fucking if you think about it gene hackman doesn't look like yeah. Lex Luthor. even, <laughs> I mean, even he bald like, he doesn't look like lex Luthor. you know no, no. And, and with the hair and especially in the 70s he just looks like a a generic jokey version of like a used car salesman yeah with like his plaid jacket yeah. and whatnot yeah i mean i thought the guy from smallville actually was the best lex Luthor i've seen yeah i mean the the, the cartoon you know the, the the comic book he was always like in like this purple and he kind of like had a little the bit green of, suit had a green suit he kind of looked like a little bit of more svelte king uh kingpin right than anything else. that's why i'm saying like this He's Oh, yeah. what, what I'm imagining is what what Zack Snyder is good at is the like I can you know the way he's going to film the digital of like mm-hmm. and I'm assuming they do it yeah. but like the suit from uh, oh shit what am I thinking of Alien right you know what I'm talking about mm-hmm. but I mean more I mean more compact and more right. human size but I just right. mean that green kind of mechanical suit he wears mm-hmm. that's got uh, embedded with uh, kryptonite yep. <laughs> Kryptonite, and also basically, you know, like here, Batman, I'm killing puppies. Yeah. But anyway, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. well, now you know my Saturday night. <laughs> oh, and oh, and by the way, I I've got to tell you guys uh, one quick thing. I saw the trailer today. I'd read about this, and it was one of those things that was so fucking crazy um, that I was like, ah. Eh, but then I had forgotten about it. But there's a film coming out called Maggie. Have okay. you heard about this? Nope. Nope. Okay. The film came out called Maggie, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger and <laughs> Abigail Breslin. Okay. And Schwarzenegger plays Wade, whose world is turned inside out when a spreading zombie virus infects his beloved daughter, Maggie. Wade remains determined to stay by her side and protect her, even as her condition worsens. And, uh, uh, and I watched the trailer. It is somber and serious. And he plays like a farmer in the Midwest whose daughter is slowly succumbing to the zombie virus. Can't you help my daughter? She's becoming a zombie. <laughs> yeah, that really was like that. I was just like, uh, okay. <laughs> like, I don't know Son of a like, bitch. I, I don't even know how to even react. I don't know. This is like, what? <laughs> but I love you, honey. Please. I, I love you. Stop chewing on my skull. <laughs> yeah. 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 I just, I was like, I just sat there just kind of slack John watching this trailer. <laughs> Like lots of not things. to mention, it's not even called something like it's called Maggie. 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 Maggie Sorry, is zombies. I, 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 obviously, by the time it comes out, it's going to be Zam- Maggie a zombie story, just because otherwise people don't show up. Uh, maybe. <laughs> but I, I, I would think the same thing, but they've released a trailer. It comes out in May, and it's just Maggie with Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe they figure Arnold will do the do, do the thing. So what happens is he like do the does the army come and say you know sir we we we're, you know, we're professionals we know what we know what to do uh, no just, yeah 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 we have yeah, to shoot honestly, your daughter in the head <laughs> he goes like this no what what it is is they treat it like as if it's a virus 
mm-hmm. and uh, the doctor allows her to be released into his custody. Um, and as he's going to the hospital to find her, you see uh, he's burning his own fields, and you see other fields that are being burned because mm-hmm. the thing's spreading. But it's with the condition that um, uh, that if she if her condition worsens because mm-hmm. they're not calling it, hey, she's a zombie, that you know, he needs to take her to a uh, camp like a uh, quarantine camp. Okay. And when he refuses, you know, shit goes down. But from what I've heard, because I guess it did premiere at Tribeca, uh, yeah, this shit just plays, I mean, it's a small micro-budget, you know, film that plays pretty deadly serious, not like, you know, some big action film or anything. Mm, Interesting, interesting, interesting. Yeah, just bizarre. Yeah, interesting. Okay, anyways, and with that... Hello? What are we at? Bad movie? Yeah. Yes. Oh, bad movie! (laughs) We have 1981's Enter the Ninja. (laughs) What silly! I've seen this one. First of all, let me just say, you're welcome. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much for giving me this film. Um, I, I I I am gobsmacked was gobsmacked routinely during this movie. Uh, opens up with uh, Frank with a guy in white, who's Frank Franco Nero, who is uh, in white, which is really not a good jungle camouflage, but he's running through the jungle being pursued by one ninja in black and a bunch of other red ninjas. Uh, I also knew, I was also able to tell, I was going, okay, that's Frank, Franco, okay, that's the body double. Okay, that's Franco. Okay, that's the body double. Depending. Which, by on the it. way, you remember the story I told you that yeah. Frank, uh, that Nero, uh, Franco Nero, that they had already shot with another guy who did have some martial arts expertise, right. but was so fucking terrible. As an actor, and Nero was uh, Franco Nero. Yeah, but uh, they, they kept, happened to be available. Yeah, but they kept the other guy actually as the body double to do the do the stunts that that Franco could not. And there's a lot of stunts right. that Franco could not, because a lot of the fights consist of like flashing close to Franco's face and then seeing somebody kick. And then, anyway, uh, the first part of the film is like first ten minutes. There's no dialogue, and it becomes a weird sort of game of capture the flag, where the white ninja and the black ninja are like going to a goal, and the goal is apparently to behead this old Japanese gentleman. Uh, it turns out, of course, it's all fake. It's old ninja who so. Uh, Franco, who then un- unma- takes off his takes off his white ninja garb, revealing a massively impressive porn stash. I mean, just one of the most <laughs> enormous, <laughs> just amazing '80s porn stashes I've ever seen, uh, and is then made a full ninja, much to the objection of the guy in black, the black ninja Sagawa, who says, "I am of one of a samurai family. He is not a true ninja," uh, which I say. Did I lose someone? Did we lose someone? Yeah, we lost. We lost. Uh, we lost Mr. Bandit. So I'm going to hold on for a second. Hello. Hello. I'm sorry. We seem to have lost lost you, and we also lost the Bandit. It all went down. It all went down. Just when I mentioned porn stash. <laughs> well, that does happen. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> Porn stash. Yes. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. Anyway, I'm, I will. I will. I will continue. We'll, we'll probably get to him. He'll probably come back on in a couple of minutes. But anyway, so here's the thing. I mean, it's 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 an interesting film because it's like Frank Nero has, is an Italian. He actually did Django, the first Django film. And he's a very charismatic actor. 
but he can't move do martial arts for shit. I mean, you can just tell that he's just not he's not really ready to do that. Then uh, he's not only that he's also dubbed into this very flat Texas accent. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like there's like three you know it's like three people made this made this made made this movie. <laughs> Maybe. You like the Texas accent? Oh, yeah, uh, man, yeah. I am the Texas accent. Yes, it's like, God in heaven. It's just... You should see what I do in my spare time. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, he is then given the, the scroll of ninjutsu. He is told that he is now a full ninja. And he then goes off to the Philippines to help his friend, who is apparently being uh, his, who has a, he has a friend who has uh, his friend Frank, who has a um, has a, a plantation that's under attack by evil people? Now the plantation is under attack by evil people apparently because there's oil on it. Uh, the evil people uh, are led by uh, a guy named Christopher George, who over. Oh. I like that it's called my friend Frank. Yeah, my friend, his friend Frank. By the way, oh. I'm back. Yes, welcome back. We're. Uh, I just got back myself. We just got back. We both got dropped. We were just. Uh, we just. We just got to the point where uh, we mentioned that the the ninja is actually played by three people: Franco providing the body, uh, the other guy providing the martial arts. I think Scott Walker is his name, providing the martial arts bit, and some unnamed person was giving the Texas accent. Uh, yeah, that's voice. what I was going to say. Is the voice? It doesn't even come remotely close, close. to resembling anything. I mean, I know. Yeah, yeah I, I I love Django. It's one of my favorite spaghetti westerns, and I just loved. I've seen Django dozens of times. And it's a great film, and I love it. That's not his. Any, they're clear. <laughs> near his voice and I'm sorry I may you know I like Nero but the stash really just I was going god lose the mustache really. oh, well, yeah, it looks a little uh, uh, date rapey da- da- date rapey this is this is, this is he looked like full on rapey full on not even date you know it's just high boom you know <laughs> so speaking of which speaking of which one of the moments that I just sort of like was the one of my what the fuck moments of this film which is there were several of them this was one of them he goes to Frank, his friend Frank, who is a plantation in the Philippines, is being menaced by gangsters. The he rather than ringing, the, he finds the doors locked to the plantation. So rather than ringing the doorbell like normal people, what does he do? He climbs the fence. So Frank's wife, played by Susan George, uh, comes out with a shotgun and does not unnaturally assumes that this man is up to no good. Susan George does some searching and actually does like a pat on the groin area and Nero goes, See any feel anything you like? And she's like and then he disarms her quickly. Now, I had to I backed this up a couple of times because Nero gropes her. I mean he's got her both hands behind her and he, he with one arm, he's groping her with the other one. Right, I, I'm not seeing the issue here. I don't know, but it was like, sounds like fun to me. I'm sure. Sounds like Tuesday. <laughs> sounds like a Tuesday. So I was like, I guess it's, I don't know. Maybe because he's Italian, he figures he can get away with this. He, he full on gropes the woman. Then Frank says, "How the hell are you, you bastard?" It turns out Frank has basically crawled into a whiskey bottle, <laughs> which means he's extremely skinny. No, no, he's he's kind of chubby. 
Oh, yes. it must be one of those yeah. big whiskey bottles. Right. So Frank is being menaced by uh, by Christopher George of Venarius, who wears the most bizarre costumes I've ever seen, like a like a weird muumu kind of thing with, with an old white suit. And his his office consists of a swimming pool surrounded by people at desks with typewriters. While women are actually doing sort of like a uh, water ballet in the in the pool. <laughs> it's just like yeah, it was just like a huh. <laughs> Mm. I said cocaine is a hell of a drug. So, uh, listen, man, you either get it or you don't get it. Yeah, I guess not. I guess <laughs> I don't get it. But it's hey, it's, grandpa. Yeah, hey, grandpa. In the future. They're in the future. But it's it was one of those. It's a very those silly films like that. And they have like so. There's this guy with a hook who's who's menacing Frank and it. And and Frank is Frank has really just basically poured himself into a bottle, and he Frank says like twice during the scene, "Hey, let's have a cockfight," and it's actually with real roosters. But I, I was going to say with a real cock. I, know. <laughs> it's like, I was like, this is supposed to be endearing. I mean, let's, like, let's go kill some wild. You know, let's go kill some okay, birds. Let's remember there, there's a reason we call this section bad movie. Yes, yes. No, well, I mean, this is, I, I like that you sound surprised. I know. <laughs> I, I continue. And guys, get this: the film was shit. I mean, the, <laughs> I'm sorry. I am the perpetual innocent in this stuff. I say, are you, you, what are you? What are you crazy? What are you doing here? So, uh, gullible is more like gullible. It. Yeah, I think it was basically. So, um, it turns out that basically, so uh, the ninja, white ninja, Cole is his name. Franco is the guy. He basically starts beating up a lot of beating up the thugs as they're going along. Uh, more and more thugs are hired, and then finally. Um, it turns out that they suddenly that uh, Christopher George and his assistant Mr. Parker realize this man is a ninja, so we need so Christopher George, who is chewing huge pieces of scenery the entire film, says, "Get me a ninja!" So they fly to Japan, and lo and behold, they go to the same ninja dojo that we have already seen, and they say they talk to the the headman, the the um, the master there. And he says, is your cause just? And these two guys say, oh, yes, it's very just. Well, what are you going to say? Well, yeah, you know, I mean, I granted, 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 they top. would like that. But I got to think, I mean, you know, so this guy became the head of a ninja. Jojo apparently might be one of the most gullible idiots on the planet. <laughs> these two guys scream, mobster. <laughs> so, so Haisigawa is, takes, goes with them back to... Back, you know, back to the Philippines. Now there's some toing and froing and such. And one of the moments is that there's a. It, it's revealed that um, that Frank Alex or Alex Courtney had saved Cole back during the war in Angola. Now uh, the, the thing is, is that Alexander Courtney in a military uniform is one of the most re- most comical things I've ever seen because he had a very very prominent fro at the time. And he's wearing, uh, trying to wear, and he's trying to wear sort of like one of those like British paratrooper berets on his head, and it does. Right. It's just like balancing on top of the fro. It's just like <laughs> silly. And he's the silliest thing I've ever. One of the silliest things I've ever seen. And he doesn't move like a. He doesn't move like he knows what he's doing. Oh moving. no, no, no! He looks like a guy who uh, a week into production they said, hey. Uh, you're not doing anything, right? Uh, you want to come be the lead in our film? You want to be sure. the same? You, you, you uh, now? Come on! Now. You know, now, here, you know, like here, but but, but I mean, you can put me in a military uniform. Everyone's going to see how like dumpy and out of shape I am. Don't worry about it. <laughs> 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 We're rolling. So, 
there there's a there's a moment where that is flashback and then there's a moment where um more people come and they 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 the guy gets beat they get people get beat up again and the 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 workers keep leaving and coming and every time they come back uh Frank says let's have a cockfight so uh <laughs> just I, I was well, like, <laughs> I, that's so you know what that's one of my favorite uh, one of my favorite gags probably the last truly funny thing that Blake Edwards ever did yeah. mm-hmm. with skin deep with John Ritter okay and uh, he's having sex with this woman whose husband is gone he plays mm-hmm. like a cat in it yeah. and uh, she says there's condoms in the drawer. Mm-hmm. And so he gets one out, and of course the whole now the shop's just completely black, pitch black, dark, right? Mm-hmm. And you see what looks like a stick, but <laughs> it's kind of glowing in the dark. Right, it's a glow in the dark condom, and you see like it goes under the bed, right? You know, like mm-hmm. this little stick figure going around a black screen, and then the husband comes in, <laughs> and then he's getting ready to have sex with her, and all of a sudden you see that pink little thing go down, and then you see the green one get out of the bed, but you're not seeing it's just black, you know, like these little like stick things, and then the green, then the pink starts chasing the green around. <laughs> And all of a sudden, it cuts to uh, his lawyer in bed, and he wakes up, and he's like, okay, I'll be there in 10 minutes. And she's like, what's the problem? He goes, you know, so-and-so's in prison again. <laughs> Jesus, what did they charge him with? Cockfighting. <laughs> okay. So then then Frank, who's basically at this point deep in his cups, admits that he no longer can get it up, and his wife is really very sexual, and he feels bad about it. And at which point the next scene is basically Susan, as Marianne walks into Cole's bedroom, uh, who's ba- and Cole's sitting there like he's got you know like fur. He's he's got no shirt. He's sitting in bed. He's got reading the paper. He's got no. I mean, it's fur. I mean, this was this was a, Franco was a very furry guy. So uh, they, he kind of like looks at her and then turns the light off. Now at this point, you know, Frank's and Cole's relationship becomes strained. I mean, which is like, you know, but dude, you basically told him, why don't you just go fuck my wife because I just can't, I can't seem to do it these days. Right, yeah, and, no, and, I get you know, that. Like, a lot of guys come up to me and say that. Go you ahead. Know, you know, and, and, and then, you know, and Franco, who's supposed to be like some sort of like wise ninja guy, which never quite goes to say, you know, is it, you know, Frank, that's really kind of creepy and I don't want to do that. Uh, <laughs> that's kind of creepy. <laughs> it's really creepy, and I don't want to. I, I always look at people. I'm like, oh God, you know, if I do it with your wife, then you know, then everybody's. I have to do it with everyone's I'm start wife. Start making mall appearances, it's, it's, you know, may, just, and then just and and then what kind of, of weird shit happens <laughs> over your place? <laughs> and then of course, right. and then of and course, why don't I get invited to such I was parties? I'm going to say right. And You're then, the and then of course, Jimmy I'm going to be on, you know, then I'm going to be in the QVC channel doing this stuff, and it's like, you know, just really not. <laughs> That's right. That's where I give my offering, QVC. <laughs> so, anyway, the the Black Ninja Hesagawa shows up and, of course, kills Frank. He's kidnapped Susan. They go back to, you know, uh, they have the, they have, they're holding, uh, they're holding uh, Susan hostage. In an actual cockfighting ring in the Philippines, which apparently, like, it's such a thing so big in the Philippines, or at least was in the 80s, that they had, like, you know, like, boxing rings. This was a cockfighting ring. So, with seats and everything. I always thought, I thought that was big in Mexico. Uh, and, and, well, I guess Mexico and maybe in the Philippines as well. I don't know. Bless me. You know, it's like, but, uh, so he, you know, so anyway, the body double then proceeds to, uh, Franco Nero's body double then proceeds to take out all the other ninja, all the other guys, the guards and everything like that. So you're only left with, uh, only left with Cole, Christopher George, who's yelling, uh, and then Susan George, who's being held by Hesagawa. Um, Christopher George keeps going, Ninja! Ninja! 
you know, and where are you, ninja? I want to talk to you. Finally, they get to you know, talk. You know, that, that, that reminds me of, uh, uh, like, I like that ninja's his name, you know, yeah. that he's like perfect ninja. <laughs> but, I, you know, but that reminds me when I, years ago when I was on uh, at Universal Studios and I went on the E.T. ride. Mm-hmm. And in the story of this, you're going to E.T.'s home planet. Oh, okay. And the, the wise... Hello? Hello? Bad name. Okay. We lost you for a second there. He says, oh, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay, all right. No, no. The, the wise leader of E.T.'s people is named, or, or whatever you call him, <laughs> the uh, terrestrials, extraterrestrials, is named Britannica. But he goes, you're supposed to be E.T. kind of on the ride or something like that, if I'm research. <laughs> but he goes, hello, E.T., welcome home. <laughs> As if E.T.'s his fucking name. Yes. yes oh, right. yeah, no. So this guy's the coincidence going... is that's his initials. Like, why would you call him? You're like, hello, human. Welcome hello. back to Earth. <laughs> hello, man. Right. So why would he be I going to I haven't seen hey, you in ninja? weeks. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. So he's going, <laughs> I haven't seen you in Ninja, weeks. ninja. So, so then Franco says, you killed my... F- you're a killer for hire. I was not working for him. He was my friend. You killed him. Now I'm going to kill you. And there's like a couple of things, and he throws a, and then it's it's on YouTube. I'm going to pop it up on the on the website uh, on the uh, Facebook. All right, page. I'm glad you said website. All I heard was you say I'm going to pop it up. I'm going to pop it up on the Facebook page once once we. I was like, have you been taking your blue beetles? Yes, I have. But anyway, we'll just be, uh, we'll go along with that. Is that it's 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 the silliest one of the silliest death scenes I've ever seen in my life. It's just like what. <laughs> Oh yeah, I was laughing hysterically as during the during the scene. I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but it's just because everyone's going to go rush out and see it. No, no, because I, <laughs> people, I just, I just okay, fine. It's Let's like, not spoil it. No, it's like it's hard to describe because what happened, Christopher George, it's in slow motion, and he kind of gives this. He gets hit with this throwing star. He goes ah, and then there's an expression is okay, well then I'm dead then. And he's like shrugs his shoulders and falls. Yeah, well, I'm dead then. <laughs> the expression is okay. I'm dead then. All right. You know. Whatever. whatever. You know. Okay. You know. This is. This is. But not what are as, you gonna do? What are you gonna do? This is not as. This is. This, is, this isn't the. This isn't the outcome I was hoping for. But what are you gonna do? Life is tough. <laughs> what are you gonna do? <laughs> what are you gonna do? Life is tough. Well, fuck it. What are you gonna? What do? are you gonna do? So then they have the. Uh, you know. So then they have the fight with Hesagawa, and then the body double and Hesagawa go at it. Uh, of course, the white ninja is 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 victorious. Uh, all the menace, the menaces, the menaces are now. That's fin- racist, by the way. When I know. The white ninjas victorious. Guys in the white, you know, yeah, yeah. It was it, it was kind of like that. It's like, okay, this is this is this is this is this is huge clumsy white thing that comes over and suddenly masters jinjitsu. I don't think so. Uh, yes, yeah, called, called Chuck Norris. <laughs> yes, well, now Chuck, well, Chuck studied for years. This guy's, you know, not only that, Chuck isn't, you know, Chuck was Chuck's built like a martial artist. Franco Nero is not. Yeah, he just doesn't doesn't have the doesn't have the, the physique. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. Anyway, so there's a the thing at the end where Susan George says, "Are you going to stay?" And Susan, he says, "No." Uh, I, why don't you come with me? He says no. I have to do this for Frank because now she's guilty about having boned Frank Cole, Franco. Well, uh, Frank got killed. She's now going to like, keep running the plantation. It's like, yeah, okay, fine. Anyway, so they, yeah, uh, God. So he goes off, and there's a there's a little bit a thing that he's you know like. Oh, so there's a, one of the one of the other main characters, a guy called Dollars, who's like like the, the sleaze bag informant <laughs> of the in the in the thing. <laughs> 
and he says dollars in his right hand man. Dollar, dollars is right hand man, and, and he says these they're packing up to go on the airplane. He says, "So uh, who are you going to kill next?" A ninja does not kill; he merely eliminates. And then the was the, he sitting on the toilet when he said that? I don't know. No, he I, might I have been. So. so then there's a there's a moment where the. Um, the guy with the hook, who had been fired about halfway through the film by Christopher George, shows up as a as a porter. Take your bags, and he looks and he sees that it's you know the ninja guy. So he just drops his his thing and runs off. And Franco just kind of like you know like smiles at the audience, smiles at the camera, like yeah, I'm going to kill him. You know, so they're going to like the casual murder was keeping as a comedy beat at the end of the film. So anyway, that is Enter the Ninja, and this apparently started the ninja craze in America, which meant. Which said to me that America was starved for entertainment. At that I, yeah, point. I didn't know that, that. I didn't know that there a was a ninja craze or b it was started because of <laughs> enter the ninja. I, I, I don't know if that's actually accurate. I think that's some bullshit. They put in the press notes. No, well, okay, but I mean there were. I mean before that, there were ninjas were not really a known thing. I mean, but and then became ninja happy, you know, including turtles, you know. So uh, I think America is always starved for entertainment. This yeah. is like. Sure. No one thinks this is a new thing. Okay, it's it's always looking for something new. Okay, anyway, and with by that, the way, uh, oh, go ahead. I, well, I was going to say I do have two uh, very tiny tidbit things I was going to say to you real quick. Okay, that I would offer uh, one to uh, or both to watch actually. Mm-hmm. One is called Morton and Hayes, and it was on ninety one, I think, for six episodes from mm-hmm. Christopher Guest and Rob Reiner. And the concept is, it's uh, an old vaudevillian group, kind of like uh, our, our buddy pair, kind of like uh, oh, Abbott and Costello type okay. thing, right? Yeah. And each week, they had a different short film that they found in the vault. Mm-hmm. Now, clearly, the show didn't last; it was for a cult audience. But it is all six of them are on YouTube, and I would highly recommend it. Uh, you watch some Society Saps and uh, Mumula are my favorites, and my favorite for you. Bob, is that he goes, Mumula was taken as uh, a combination of part mummy and mostly Dracula. <laughs> mostly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, uh, it is genius. And the other one is, I had never heard of this, but there is a film that was just released on Blu-ray called Gone with the Pope. <laughs> and it's lost for over 30 years Gone with the Pope stars famed nightclub performer Duke Mitchell as Paul a paroled gangster with an unholy scheme to kidnap the Pope and charge a dollar from every Catholic in the world as ransom <laughs> so I will see if I can get a copy of that for that us as sounds, well that sounds very much about my alley anyway so anyway and with that this yeah. is Bob Mira saying peace love show the knife and peace. This is the enemy below saying, I need to take a nap. And uh, You are a ninja, a hired assassin. Why don't you come to work for me? A position has become vacant.